for just that. Hanging out, drinking some beer, talking sports. Have fun with the guys at the bar talking sports, Dad. Welcome, everybody, to Guys at the Bar talking sports. We got the sports fans out there listening to the show. You might have saw us go live on Facebook right before we started this show. But if you are listening and you're a Facebook group member, thank you very much. This is the show we record at a bar, hanging out, drinking beers or... Whatever else people drink, I guess. Makers. uh, Makers, yeah. (laughs) And do whatever you want to do on the show, except we keep it family friendly and all that. But um, get this, y'all. Last week, we had some beers bought for us, if you remember. And then this week, we got the money rolling in, baby. Thank you very much. Back to back. Back to back, yeah. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate that. We do work for beer. That's all we do. And we got money from a few people. Let's go ahead and start off. We received beer support money from Carl Giles, who is the number one Tennessee fan in the country, is my understanding. I love it, Carl. Thank you. Even bigger than Cookie DC? What? Even bigger than Brookie DC. That's right. And then we got money from Deb Deb Grieve. Is that how you pronounce her last name? Deb Grieve. And I don't know how she afforded it because she has a kid at Clemson right now. <laughs> if you got a kid at Clemson, you can't afford to do anything. And she sent us some money for some beer, so thank you all very much. We have a strong beer habit around here. You and we need all the support we can get. And then, who's that right there? That must be one of Is that Carl Giles? No, no. That's, that is Carl Giles. Oh, I forgot. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. you're good. Never mind. I can't read. All right. <laughs> I, well, did you drink one too many of those makers and bourbon, those bourbons that you have there, or what? Man? Not yet. Not yet. All right. So let's do some intros. So we have the free agent himself showing up for the first time this season, and we never got him under contract, but we did contract him for one day, and you heard him talking himself. Is this, T.C. Is this one of those one-day get-back-to-the-old-team-retirement-type contracts? <laughs> it kind of is, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, he, he came out of retirement. Came out of retirement for today. Today uh, only. And, and I appreciate the invite up. Um, and I'll, I'll answer the question. I am drinking a pumpkin ale because it is seasonal, baby. Okay, got you, man. That sounds really good. It is seasonal. We got my man, the Ripper, who does not have a drink. Yeah, I'm in between drinks waiting for it to uh, refill. Um, soon I'll have an ice cold Steinerbach in my hand. Did she? I ordered it for you, and she hasn't brought it yet. Well, there's a lot of people to go around. There so. are. Okay, I would let I would let her know. Hey, where's my brew? And put it on my tab because you know we have we have beer money now. <laughs> I, I, they they taste better than what I have to pay for. So. Yep. We're gonna <laughs> skip. We're not gonna introduce the rebel himself. Hey, and you all know what I'm drinking every week. Yeah, he's, every drink, he's drinking Jack, every year. Jack Daniels and Coke. I'd rather you puke in my mouth. <laughs> it's that brown water, baby. Kentucky brown water. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. It is indeed. Sir. And I got Milwaukee's best itself. And guys, if you could see this Stein that he's sucking out of Nicolo right now. Ultra. I'm preparing for the Stein holding contest this week in the MJ's. 
Okay. If you're gonna come, bring your A game because I'm here for the win, baby. This this mug is like I kid you not, like 120 ounces that he's drinking. But you did kind of you know let your secret uh, method out. I have a I have a weight pack in the front of my belly <laughs> that distributes the weight evenly so that I have extra leverage going on. So um, I got an icebreaker that I that I wanted to talk about, right? We, we call it the icebreaker. It's actually called Order Up. So, Brookie DC, this season, I'm doing segments of the show, right? Organized. This is called Order Up because at a bar, whenever there's an order, you order it up, right? That's the first thing you do. So, we're going to throw this order down. Looking at the last several weeks of football, I think we're seeing cracks in some of these teams play, right? Especially in those unbeatable, quote-unquote, unbeatable teams that we've talked about, like Alabama and Georgia. Georgia is great, but we saw against, you know, Mizzou, we saw against Kent State, that they have weaknesses that can be exploited by a team, by the right team, you know? Alabama versus Texas, and uh, Texas A&M, same thing. Showed a little bit that they're beatable, you know? The only unbeatable I see that's dominating every week is Ohio State. Now that might be because they haven't played anybody, we're not sure. But, and they don't play anybody again until, like, two November. Weeks. Yeah, Penn State, yeah, Penn State. And then at the end of the season, they got Michigan. I think that they're unbeatable in those two places. All well. you can do is play your schedule. Correct. That's not your fault. Like, what yeah. you, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah, your schedule's your schedule, but there are matchups. Like, uh, Minnesota's a terrible matchup for Ohio State, and they go to Minnesota. So that's a terrible matchup for them. It's, it all comes I think, down to I think, I don't think we'll I think Minnesota this year. Well, I don't care if they oh, do. Yeah. I think the Minnesota boat lost an oar somewhere along the way. It has. So, it has. But, I mean, two weeks ago they were saying something different about them. They were saying that Minnesota might go all the way in the West, you know. I mean, there's – the Wait, West, West is, is weak. The West is weak, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa can't Usually put up points. Usually you can say Iowa, Wisconsin. They don't have it this year. Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota. You know, Illinois is the number one team over there right now, I think. is that Illinois is not an easy out. No, they're, no, they're, no, they're, they're five number 24, and one, right? 24 yeah. Now. yeah, but they're not going to beat Ohio State. So. No, they, they can win the West, but they're not going to beat Ohio State. Yeah, so Ohio State has a pretty easy road to uh, to be in the top four. Yeah, pending, they got pending, Iowa. Pending injury, Ohio State runs the table, in my opinion. Got Iowa in two weeks, followed by Penn State, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland, and then Michigan. Yeah. So to, to, to the point of the Ohio, the Ohio State argument, here's the thing. Their schedule is not what it typically is. I think even my man here would agree with that. I mean, the quality of what they're playing, that ain't their fault. That's just the, the teams are down this year. That can be good and bad because of two reasons. One, you get into your final weeks of the season when it matters, and you're healthy because you've not been playing these teams that go out of their way just to beat the crap out of you. But number two, it can be a negative because how many times have you seen a dominant team all year get in a dogfight that they haven't been in before, and now you're going to test their manhood as to what are they bringing to the table. Can they walk through it? Absolutely. Ohio State has a ton of talent. They've shown that. But is it one of those things of, oh, no, we've five minutes left in the game and we haven't been pressed like this yet. Do they crack under the pressure? Only time's going to tell. Well, I will say I will answer that with the first game of the year against Notre Dame. They ended up winning by 11 points, but that was a close game for the first half, you know, into the third quarter. But every but other game, one, they've dominated. But one, one stat to keep in mind, they are scoring at a clip better than we've ever seen. For the first time in Ohio State's history, they've scored 45 in five straight games. 
So offensively, they're clicking. Defensively, they're getting some turnovers, and they're much improved from last year. We'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see. So where do teams, where do teams like USC, UCLA, Texas Tech, Clemson, Penn State, Michigan, all undefeated teams, right? Where, I mean, USC and UCLA in the Pac-12, no one's going to beat either of those teams except for the, either of those teams will beat each other. But one of those teams is going to go 12-0. and 0. So what I predict in that, one of them will. One of them is going to get stung by Oregon. And Oregon might get them both. You never know. But it depends on where the game is. Are they going to Eugene? Oregon has the talent to do it. They just haven't – they haven't – jailed the way everybody else thought they would. So, can Oregon go into either place or, or come have them come visit and beat them? Absolutely. They absolutely can. Their first game, I think you're going to look at the end of the season as the outlier. So, Hanger, to answer your question on this segment, I'm going to have to wait until we get to our what the fuck moment. I like it. And I promise I will not interrupt it this week. <laughs> but what about what about Texas Tech? Like, there? No. 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 Okay, no. TCU. Look, Texas Tech TCU's problem is is they're a little different than Texas Tech. Texas Tech undefeated. Texas Tech is the typical Big 12 team that has no idea what the concept of defense is. If they're going to beat you, they're going to try to outscore you. And as soon as they find a lockdown defense, whether that be, you know, I I want to go TCU maybe because TCU may have the best defense in that whole conference. So that's possible. Again, I feel like Texas Tech's going to do the same thing you see every year with these Big 12 teams. They put a big stats, big points, they run into a defense, and they fold like a lounge chair. TCU, on the other hand, I'm just not sold yet. Okay. And we've all talked smack about Clemson all season as well. I'm still not sold anymore. But they're playing decent ball. They're playing the ACC, not a place, not a hard place to play at all. Well, their quarterback plays better. He's obviously much improved from the previous year. Yep. But how deep is the ACC? Not. It's not. But Clemson's ranked number four right now. They jumped. They jumped Michigan, even though both teams played unranked teams and both teams played about the same last week. In my opinion, Clemson. And granted, to their credit, they've earned this right. As they've earned perform- the right to be in the top four. Well, no, no. They've earned their right to get the benefit of the doubt. So there are teams that Notre Dame is one of them, like it or not, who was preseason what ranked top what ten? Five, six, yeah, five or six. Okay. So they, yeah, so it for what you've done historically, you're gonna get the benefit of the doubt based off what you look like on paper, whether you've performed at that level or not. Clemson has now worked themselves into that conversation and good for them for doing that. But, but Michigan is not, then Michigan's well, outside that conversation. Michigan right hasn't now. played anybody. But if you wanna look, Michigan when did when did Michigan become relevant again? Two years ago, yeah, Michigan Clemson. went through a drought to where they were They're going awful. to play, but they haven't played anybody yet. So let, let, let's get Ripper on Clemson, this. Though. But Clemson has beat two ranked teams. They beat Wake Forest when they were ranked. They beat NC State when they were ranked. Absolutely, dogfights they've won. So is Clemson above Michigan? Absolutely. Because, because of that. we all know two things. One, they're going to have a close game with Penn State if they win that game. And two, Ohio State's going to rout them at the end of the year. Yeah, but we're not talking about the end of the year. We're talking about right now. I get that. And when that. we talk about things like they've earned that reputation, last year Michigan beat up on Ohio State pretty no, no, bad. No. But you got to run and, and so far this year, after being a playoff team last year, they have had a pretty solid defense. They've got a new quarterback who is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country. they got a hell of a running game. I don't, I don't understand why they drop. No, so what I'm saying is when I say that, historically speaking, 
as I just said, Michigan realistically for a national title type conversation has gotten back there in two years. They went through a big period of being 0-7-4, oh, 8-3, and it was considered a successful season. Let them do what they've done the last two years for the next four years. Now they're back in that conversation. Exactly. In that so conversation Clemson is only at number four because they have a historically It has team. nothing to do with this year. It has nothing to do with this year. It has to do with this year and the fact that they have not lost a game. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm trying is, do I think they're a top four team? No, I don't. Are they a top ten? Maybe. They're not a top four team. Now, they did beat Wake Forest and NC State, like we said. And Wake Forest is a pretty good team. So is NC so here, State. Here's, here's, can, can, so I know there's a lot of, you know, you've got people who have favorite teams in a lot of different conferences. Can we consensus say the SEC is the best football conference in the country? Absolutely. Top to bottom. Absolutely. Well, yeah. this yeah, it's been that way okay. for a long so time. So what yeah. I always like to go back to is, so you take that, and I know that's not the case, but when you say, well, they beat NC State, they beat Wake Forest, where does NC State right now if they're in the East? Fourth? Yeah, they would be. Maybe third in the West? Yeah, that's yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's what I kind of look at this. You put them in the you put them in the um, Big Ten. Yeah, they're where, in a hard time. Yeah, but right now we don't know where Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, or even Illinois would be at in the SEC East or West. We can assume based off of precedent. We can assume, but I we don't put, know. I would put it to you like this. When you look at Clemson, who was 3-3 tied against a Boston College team who is awful. Now, granted, they ended up blowing them out in the second half. You've not had Ohio State, Michigan, or any of those guys have that. I mean, Maryland, you could say with Michigan, maybe, but you just haven't. They, again, it's 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 a matter of opinion. I mean, last year we had what a 10-3 uh, Georgia over Clemson opening game, and we thought both teams were kind of garbage after that. Georgia went on to win the national championship. Clemson took a little step back, but they finished 10 and three. My caveat to that is, you can look statistically speaking, the biggest Love jumps, the biggest, the biggest jumps in every every school doesn't matter, good, bad, or indifferent, is between week one and week two. So, let's go ahead and pivot this thing over. Sure. Because we've been talking pivot. about. And my man, Brookie DC, is the pivot master. He was expect. I was waiting oh, for him to oh, pivot. I was about, oh, I was about oh, to. Oh, he's, he's a pivot master. He right. is a pivot master, yeah. Um, so, one thing that will determine whether Michigan really is the number three or number four team in the nation is going to happen this weekend if they can beat Penn State number 10, right? If they can beat Penn State, who's number 10, then we could probably, in Clemson, it still has some wishy-washy wins and all that stuff, then we could probably say that Michigan be, be, be in that conversation with the top four. Let me finish my point before you start screaming. All right, so, well... You know, after last year's playoff run, no one thought Jim Harbaugh was going to come back with another team that can do it and be in a playoff run again. But they are. They found their quarterback situation. They still have solid defense. They still have solid offense. You know, everything's kind of clicking the right way. But Penn State, on the other hand, I don't think they've been blowing people out. Like, I feel well, they like... they out Auburn. They, who is arguably the worst team in the SEC. And I said Sorry, that, Chopper. And I said that three weeks ago, and nobody was on my side with that. But they're when what, it, three and three? They're, yeah, I think they are three and three, yeah. But they're, they, Penn State has not had the the great, you know, the, the good margins of victory. So That's never been their thing. That, not since the 90s. So my thing is this to your point of what you're making is is who should be four, five, three, six, eight. Don't doesn't matter. Well I'm saying 
with, this will define if Michigan beats Penn State, then they can be arguably the top four. To to your point, the season and we know in the in the Big Ten is very back heavy with very premier games most of the time. That's the true. season's just going to play out, and what you're going to see is unfortunately with Clemson, they've beaten NC State, they've beaten Wake Forest. They really don't have a premier matchup left. Yeah, they're and final all these game. other teams. Yeah, South Carolina, don't call South Carolina a premier matchup, please. No. The, the only thing they're going to have is an ACC championship game, and is that really a premier matchup? So, therefore, what you're going to see is they're going to start sliding because everybody else is going to start playing the teeth of their schedule and playing better competition. And I'm sorry, if Michigan goes in and beats Ohio State, it's not nice to point. I'm not pointing. <laughs> What's going to happen is there, there's nobody that can argue that they should be, be well, in that hunt. Hey, I'm going to get to this in a little bit, but this is a real, this is going to be irrelevant really soon. Okay. I'm good with it. So talk to me, man. What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, which game are we talking about? We're talking about Michigan-Penn State. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Michigan pulls it out at home. Where's that game at again? Michigan. At, oh, yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. yeah, I think Michigan, I think what I think about that game is in the first half, it's going to be kind of tight. I think talent and depth will pull out. Michigan will pull it out in the second half and win by 10 points. Okay. So I have, I have there's a guy on our Facebook group, John Odermatt, who I know just through pod, yeah. the podcasting world, and he's uh, he's a Penn State grad. So he's saying that it's a it's a it's an even matchup. Does anyone think it's an even matchup? Well, Sean Clifford's got a lot more experience than uh, JJ McCarthy does in quarterback. Yeah. So I would give the edge to Clifford based off of experience. But McCarthy has a lot more talent and upside. Okay. Um, but just experience in big games, I'll go with Clifford. Yeah. Running back, it's about, I, I mean, it's about a wash. Quorum is having a great year, but they've got some stud freshman running backs for Penn State. Yeah. Defensively, I'd give the edge to Michigan and probably special teams as well, and that's why I'm, I'm leaning Michigan in this one. All right, so we're going to do this le- next game really fast, okay? All right. We got two minutes on this game. And the reason why, we already brought these two teams up. Number eight, Oklahoma State versus number 13, TCU. Let me know what your thoughts when I when I break this thing down, okay? Both teams' defenses are actually worse than UConn and UMass's defense, right? As total, total defense. But both teams have pretty solid offenses. TCU is number three total offense in the country. So... I think that, they're both averaging 46.8 points a game. Yeah, so that particular game right there, I give it to TCU just because they have a more dynamic defense. They don't, they, they don't play defense in the Big 12. We've already yeah. established that in this conversation. It's a, it's a shootout, but TCU comes out on top. Where's Y'all don't agree with me on Where's that? No. It's at TCU. No. I think Oklahoma State is more legitimate than than people are giving them credit for. You know, they've had a lot of hype over the years, and then they find a way to stomp the toe. I yeah. think this, this year they're kind of very quietly going about their business, and I think that's a um, that's a benefit to them. All right, two minutes is up. All right, go, move. Bye. So, uh, I, think, I, think the mullet, I think the mullet brings it home. Yes. I agree. Okay, the mullet brings Anybody it home. Anybody dissent from that real quick. How old is he now? Gundy? Yes. I'm 40. I'm a man. I bet he's 50 now. So you just he's heard the name. You just heard him come in. It's Chopper just in time for some Stop SEC. Up. What's up? SEC talk. What are you drinking, Chopper? That's a nice dark That's beer. That's dark. That is Old, dark. Tasty beer. Vanilla porter. Oh, oh vanilla yo. porter. That's Yum. a good one. That sounds yeah. delicious. It's delicious. All right. Made out of Breckenridge. So this is a controversial statement. Oh, I have I have a Here surprise for y'all a little bit, by the way. 
I am. Keep listening, listener. If you're listening, keep on listening. Because like I'm gonna pull some craziness. I got a new. I got a brand new segment for y'all. We'll get Just on with it. Two minutes. You got to get on with it. All right. Probably the most controversial statement of the day. This might be the most important game of the season. Number 16, Mississippi State versus number 23, Kentucky. I'm just kidding, but... That's a pretty important damn game, though. Now, Kentucky coming off a loss to South Carolina. Game's at Kentucky, correct? Will, yeah, Will Levis is not... Will Levis is back. No, no. He's not guaranteed. He's probably... He's practicing... But he might, he's most likely going to be sitting out, is what I've been hearing. If he does not play Mississippi State in wow. a route. But if, if, he, if does he does play, play, Will Rogers still destroys Kentucky's defense and Mississippi State wins that football If game. he does play, he's not at 100%. And to beat Mississippi State, you got to be at 100%. Mississippi Work State. Work out, man. Mississippi State's rolling right now, oh, yeah. baby. you got to roll with them. Wildcats by 14. Really? Yeah. You oh, think yeah. it's going to be? Wow. Yeah. You have not been watching. That's, that's Will the Big Rogers Ten talking. That's the Big Ten talking. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I think Mississippi State has the defense to stop Kentucky's offense, even with Will Levis playing. But did you see the stat on Will Rogers today? Will Rogers has like 2,200 yards about throwing on the year. Yeah. He's destroying Hooker and Bryce Young. He's actually 2,800 yards. Oh, no, it's not that many. It's like 2,145 oh, on the year. He's got 22 but touchdowns. So, the next closest one is, I think, Bryce Young or Hendon Hooker. They're like 14 or 1,600. Yeah, he's number Will one. Rogers is killing it right now. Yeah, he has not, the most yards. He's, he's number one in yards. Numbers. Yeah. Number Second one in yards, touchdown. number two for touchdowns. I saw a stat today. He did that, and he beat the record in 28 games versus uh, Aaron Murray's, like, 50 or 60 yeah. games? Yeah, he's... It's like yeah. half the amount of games. And this yeah. is a man not even in the, in the uh, Heisman conversation, but he is he will lighting be. it if up. He, if he continues this, if he continues this in the in, in the SEC, he will he will be entering that conversation. In but, again, let's not forget about who his head coach is. Well, and I'll be, I'll be real interested to see oh, if yeah, they're Alabama's second loss. I'm on I the boat. I think they'll be Alabama's second loss. I mean, Graham Harrell I'm passed for like 5,000 yards one year. I'm on the boat with Captain Mike Leach, man. Like that guy, I think – I've been saying it from the beginning. You all know this. You have. I've been saying it. They're five and one right now. This week they're going to be six and one. Next week, I, I think they have a top ten matchup against. Are they playing Tennessee soon? Aren't they? Who's that? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. No, we no don't they're play. playing Georgia. They're Sorry. playing Georgia and Alabama this year. And like Alabama yeah. in the next couple weeks. Yeah. So with that being said, if if they come out and win either of those two games, I mean they're still be, they're still be having one loss if they if they win them both. I mean this is a. This is a team that can do it. They're gonna I lose this weekend. You, no, they're not gonna lose this weekend. You're you're on. You've been drinking way too many. All right, so we'll, we will all remember to play back this very moment at approximately the 23 minute mark. All, all right, right, moving on. Moving on. That was not a good. You gotta get That's better. That's a bad pivot. I haven't been on the show all season. You're I'm not. You, know, you need to practice your pivots. Yeah. Let's 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 focus on the pivot. Focus next on time, the okay? pivot. All right. USC number seven at number twenty Utah. I think Lincoln Riley's team is is uh they have, there, there's potential there. I don't think that Utah has it in them to beat USC. I don't know. I'm kind of tossed right now because I don't think USC has had that much competition this season. Um, they're undefeated. Caleb Williams is a stud. Caleb Williams, He's a straight up stud. He is. Um, I take on this, Utah is Jekyll and Hyde. You really don't know what you're going to get week to week. Sounds like my 
freaking Mountaineers, you have no idea what team's going to step on the yeah. field. Is the uh, but the fact is this is I'm more and more with every year that he is in charge. I think Lincoln Riley is that good of a coach yeah. that he give him another five to ten. He's going to be one of your premium. He's like I'm not going to say he's the next Abo, but he's somewhere in that conversation to where. He is going to make whatever team he goes to relevant. And from that perspective, I think USC's just got better coaching and they win the game. I take USC in a, in a great game, but they will get Utah's best shot. They, yeah, they'll get Utah's. They'll and get Utah's best Utah. shot. I don't, know how, I don't know how rowdy that stadium is. I mean, only about 10% of the people actually drink in Utah. <laughs> so. it's, it's not necessarily about the rattiness. I think it just comes down to they're going to get Utah's best shot. And I think Utah punches them in the nose, but I think USC wins the football game. My man Chopper is a huge Utah fan. I've been hearing about Struggling over here. Who cares about this game? <laughs> okay. I mean, my man Chopper just fell asleep. He's ready to move on to some other big games of the week. Fair enough. And there's another big game on our list that – we all have to talk about, and everyone on the show that's listening to the show has been waiting for us to talk about this show, this one the entire time. That's number 15, NC State, <laughs> against number 18, They're Syracuse. They're going to Syracuse, right? They're going to Syracuse. They're going up to Syracuse. That yeah. might be the biggest game of the week. That, that so, is, can, so can NC State handle the chilliness of the indoor, the indoor arena that exactly. they play in? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be tough to the go carrier against, dome, Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's going to be tough to go against Syracuse. Well, and, and, such, and, and Syracuse had a big game against what local high school last week? I know. It's huge, isn't it? It's, yeah. a, big, it's a big one. And Spencer would kill me right now for saying that. <laughs> they did knock off Purdue, though. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Syracuse, Syracuse legitimately has a decent team for where they're at. You would tell you what you watch when you watch Syracuse, and I love it. You know, are they going to run the table and get in the big-time conversation yet? No. But if you watch Syracuse – there's something in the in the in the world of NIL and playoffs that has been lost. And it's just enjoying fun and having fun playing the game. And you watch those kids, they're playing balls out, they don't care, they're just hopping around because they're having fun playing this game. Now, could they lose every game they have left on their schedule? They absolutely could. Not likely, but what I like about them is this just looks like a football team. Think about like a middle school team that we run out there and play just because we're enjoying playing this and we really don't care what happens, and that can carry you a long way and get you some wins. Um, I think they win the ball game. They believe in themselves. They believe they? in themselves. They they do they have a bunch of five star talent, four star talent? No, they just got a bunch of guys that love playing with one another, that play together, and when you get that, you can play four quarters of football. And therefore I think they win the ball game up in New York this week. So you think the orange wins the football I game? Do. Then? I All do. Right. I do. Talk to me about what happened to NC State last week. What happened to Florida State? Nineteen to seventeen. When I left and turned that game off, Florida State was winning. Yeah, Florida State was winning like seventeen to three. I did not see what happened. What happened in the end? I think it was. I think it was literally. Just, I, I didn't watch it, but I mean, Florida State. While they seemed like they were a good team going into the season, and they and they think they're they choked when they had pressure put against them. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all that comes down to is that that's a young team. That's a team that doesn't have discipline because last year they had no discipline whatsoever. And then this season, they, they, they've they taken a loss and now they don't have the discipline. The discipline is gone. They, they look at a team that's young. They've got some talent. They've got a new coach that's trying to get them to jail to where on any given day they can put it together and beat you, but then they could lose by 40 points the next week. Yeah. That, that's what you see. And NC State barely pulled off that win. 
I think Syracuse is a better team than Florida State for sure. Yeah. Kevin Leary gets him over NC State by 10. You're he's calling gonna, it, huh? He, yeah. He's going to go against the green all night. I love it. <laughs> I got a new section for you Orange. Here we go again. This yeah, is called. So when you do a keg stand, right, that beer does not stop coming, does it? It just doesn't. Take thumb off the you, You're doing a keg stand, and you're just drinking, 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 and it's nonstop. So I'm going to go nonstop around this table, and we're just going to call out scores on who you think is going to win and what's the score going to be. Ready? Go. Georgia and Bandy, who wins? What's the score? Georgia, 63-7. to All right, Alabama, Tennessee, go. Rookie DC. You can't roll All right, stop, Dyke. Clemson versus Florida State. Score. Give it to me now. Uh, Clemson wins uh, 47 to 17. Georgia Vandy. What's the score? Georgia Vandy is 48 to 3. Michigan Penn State. What's the score? Ripper, go. Michigan 34, Penn State 27. Ole Miss Auburn, go. Oh, Chopper. Give me that one. Oh. <laughs> Chopper's dying. <laughs> Oh. You gotta be fast. Come quick, on, quick, this is a keg stand. Just let it go. Auburn 27, Ole Miss 21. All right, Michigan Penn State, rookie DC, hit me up. What's your score? I think uh, Michigan wins that one by seven. So I'm USC say, Utah, go. Oh God, could you jump me in the balls? Uh, USC 32, Utah 24. All right, and we are not going to do Alabama, Tennessee, because we're about to talk okay, about we're that. Talk here, about it. here we go. <laughs> Is there anybody here that wants to talk about this game? I would love to talk about Can this. Can I do game. the intro of this game? Go ahead. Go Give ahead, me a baby. second. <laughs> I got a slight intro on it, and then I'll let you do it. Fair enough. I'll dovetail off of that. Listen, if you're not on our Facebook group, the reason why you should be on our Facebook group... Man, this week has been a boot, man. ...is because of this conversation, Tennessee and Alabama, it has been a ruckus listening to Tennessee fans just crap. Well, you well you took it a few weeks ago. All so. over, yeah. <laughs> Crapping all over Alabama. And it's just been funny to watch. Alabama fans, we don't have a lot of them on our, on our Facebook group. That's either a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's bad, man. We need everybody represented. We need everybody. Group. Yeah, so if you're an Alabama fan, join the Facebook group. But let's go. Go ahead, man. Introduce this game to us. All right, so I'm going to introduce this game. So, Ray. Or... Hanger. Hanger. Man, you're giving away my name. So tell me, the, the, the intro of the show, What's what was the intro of our show? So the intro of the show, I did the, I did the, um, the fourth Friends. quarter game, Friends in Low Places. Every, te- every game that Tennessee plays, I guess, went at, going into the fourth quarter, unless they're losing, they play Friends in Low Places. All right, so... Or do they play in every game? So, so my take is on this, is, you know, being very active on our social media, you know... Brookie DC, I see you in there, man. I see, I see your passion. You know, Constance, Carl, Tim, Brian. I see all of y'all's passion, and I can see how hard it is made. You know how hard you've yearned for Tennessee to be a relevant football team again. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Hey, and you're, you're the relevant. thing is this: you're relevant. You're there. The thing is, absolutely, they are. And the thing is this: when you have a team that wants to be so good. Their homerism goes through the roof. And this year, it's okay, man. Be a homer. You Be deserve homer. it. Be a homer. But what I'm going to tell you this, but what I'm going to tell you this, guys, is I know a fella in the upstate that um, will put your homerism to shame that reached out to me 
And let me tell you what, you play Rocky Top and you follow up my friends in low places. This guy, I don't care what he's doing. He's going to drop it. He's going to grab a stuffed Smokey. He's going to throw on a Tennessee helmet. He's going to throw on a number seven Tennessee jersey. And he's going to sing and he's going to dance as hard and as fast as his three-year-old body will carry him. And all I'm going to tell you is this. I feel bad because the poor boy's mother refuses to put pants on him for whatever reason. And that's okay. But let me tell you what, Landon. You dance and you sing as hard as you can because what you might get to see this week is one of the biggest games in Tennessee history. Take it, Ray. Boom! Hey, hey, hey. The listeners can't see, but I want to let you know. The passion, Re- baby. Rebel's got a little tear going down his cheek right now. <laughs> I know. I should Facebook Live this thing, man. Holy cow. This is crazy. This Game of the week. SEC Nation is there. College game day is there. They're both there. Everybody's there. Every every eye in the college football world has got to be at this game and watch it because it's huge. Is it not huge, Chopper? Hold on. Let me. This is every season for an Auburn fan. So, I mean. Oh, my word. Okay. He said go home. It is. It's a big game. Can I tell you how big? I got a little piece of trivia that our listener, Constance, posed me to find an answer to. Okay. When was the last time Tennessee and Alabama played one another and both undefeated coming into the game? What year? 1998. I think it was actually 2006 or 7. 1989. 33 years ago in Alabama. This game really hasn't meant much for a long time. It has not, and it does again. I've got another little statistic. As far as winning percentages against Alabama, who has the has the they don't have a win they don't they don't have more wins but who has the best showing against Alabama? It's it's the War Eagle, right? But who's number two historically? The Tennessee Volunteers. Okay. So, so I would like to forego my time and I would like to give it to somebody else so he can have some more time to talk about. Well, hold on. Let That's me why say, he's here, man. Let me say one more thing on this game, okay? It reminds that who's calling me? Auburn University is calling our man Chopper. They want money. You better take that one, yeah. So, um, this this Tennessee team reminds me a little bit of the Florida Gators team a couple years ago. Oh my gosh. Really? When Dan Mullen had Kyle, (laughs) hold on, he had Kyle Trask, right? Kyle Pitts in in a really good offensive unit. Playing that game. Who are those right? players? Yeah, these are. This is a team that won who the SEC East that year. No. This is Tennessee, who, I mean, no one expected that Florida Gators team to win the SEC East that year. You know what? They I would like to buy some of my time back. <laughs> but, but listen, y'all have a great team going into this game. We you guys do. have we a do. great offensive team. Rookie but that season, Alabama did beat Florida. That right. was one of their. That was their one loss. I wasn't going to do this. I'm going to be quick. You know, this year's Tennessee team reminds me a lot of last year's Ohio State team when they scored a ton of points, were amazing, and sucked on defense. That's all I got. You know, here's the kicker to that. So Hold on. Let's let let's not let's let, 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 let's let go. Let's let the man know. know. No, he all right, you can have it. Go. I've got my point, but I'm letting that. I'll let you I'll let you have that point, but I will say this. As a legitimate team this year 
I do believe, regardless whether it's their backup quarterback or Bryce Young, who comes into Neyland this weekend, it ain't going to matter. Tennessee's going to win that football game. Whether it's by a point or by a blowout, Tennessee wins the game. And our defense is actually much better than Ohio State's last year. We're actually like the ninth best run stopping team in the no, country. No, 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 overall defense. Hey, I agree with your prediction that you guys will win the game this week. I think I predicted that at the beginning of the season. However, one caveat, Alabama still wins the national championship after losing to Tennessee this week. We're going to get to that conversation at the Just end. Just a little bit. They yeah. still win the national championship. Hold that. Hold it, son. So, so Bryce Young comes into town, and he's healthy. He's ready to play because last week he was dressed. He was, was. going to go in in the fourth quarter, possibly. They were talking about it, but he didn't end up having to go in. Bryce Young was ready to go. This week, Nick Saban says he's still day-to-day. He's still talking to the doctors about it, all that. But Bryce Young is most likely going to play in this game. You think that that does not matter. I honestly want Bryce Young to play. I don't want to beat Alabama at their second. Oh, you want to beat Alabama? I want to beat them at their best. Yeah, you you don't you don't you don't want any excuses. So honestly, I want Bryce Young to start the game, and then I want Byron Young to come across the end and lay him down, and he's done for the game. (laughs) Young versus Young, I got no problem with that. All I'm saying is that Tennessee is legitimate. Tennessee has proven that they are a great football team this year. They are. They've beaten three ranked teams. Yeah. And they're about to beat their fourth. I mean, beating them without Bryce Damn. Young is like, is like beating Kentucky without Will Levis. Well, you guys, Correct. You guys Correct. Struggle I would thing. agree with that. Same thing. I would agree with that. But yeah. May it's, I at this yeah. point? So, <laughs> I want. Like last week, that Tennessee was our question. What, what team are you most, I guess, uh, surprised about or excited for? Tennessee. Yeah. They're fun to watch. I'm rooting for them. Unfortunately, I just think Will Anderson is going to have himself a day, and it's going to slow down that very, very potent Tennessee offense. And I'm going to go ahead and say Alabama wins this one in Knoxville by two touchdowns. Wow. Alabama. I don't don't want that. One thing about Alabama is they show up for big games. Yeah. They show up for big games, which has me a little concerned. However, I do like Tennessee, but Alabama Alabama will come in more prepared than any team you've ever seen. Much more prepared than Florida was. Well, and and Florida almost beat (laughs) almost beat Tennessee. Yeah, they didn't almost beat Tennessee. Guys, let me explain something. <laughs> Tennessee let off the gas pedal at the end of the game. Oh, boy. Let's figure it out. But go okay, ahead. You're, you're full of crap there. I agree with them on that one. Here's the thing, guys. If you can go back traditionally and look as when Alabama has to play probably their marquee game of the season, aside from Auburn, when Auburn's good, but that's always the last game of the year, they tend to always get a bye week going into that marquee game. I don't care if it's Georgia. I don't care if it's LSU. They tend to get a bye week going into that game to where Saban has two weeks to prepare, get them healthy. They don't have that this week. They're stumbling into this game because of injuries and because of, for the first time in a long time, I feel like when you see an Alabama team walk on the field, there is some doubt of, hey, can he throw that ball? Hey, can he run through this hole? Tennessee has a swagger. There's a key word there. They walk into this game not scared for the first time in a long time. Tennessee has proven to be vulnerable. Tennessee is questioning what they're doing themselves. They're pulling it out, and good teams will always pull it out. 
and they very much could pull it out this week. But as I said it right here last week, I was the only one that told you that LSU was going to get throttled. I told you that. And I told you on this show, Texas A&M was going to give Alabama the best game they had seen all year, and they did. I'm telling you right now, 27-24, you're going to hear Rocky Top all night long. Awesome. Alabama misses a field goal late that will cost them to put this yeah, game in overtime. Anyway. So Correct. I, so I know in playing off of what you said that this is a team that's coming in with doubt. Alabama has some doubt. Nick Saban is quoted as saying that Milro plays with anxiety and he doesn't trust him. You know? That's an excuse. That, but but that being said, what does that confidence do for the rest of your team if if he has to play? Let me tell you what. Josh Heupel is going to walk in. It's going. You should win this game. You will win this game. You're going to beat the piss out of these guys tonight. And I'm telling you, you're at home. You are at your game day. You are the better team, and that's going to be the swagger they walk into this game. Right. Even even every game every game has those moments where it gets a lot of hard. Hope in these conversations. No, there ain't a lot of hope at all. There's a lot of games. Every game has those moments where you have to work through the trenches. You have to get through the hard times. You've got to weather the where things aren't going the way they are. And I can tell you at this point, in my opinion, for what that's worth, Tennessee has had close games. Whether you think Pittsburgh's good or not, they had to work hard to get that win. They've also had the blowouts last week against LSU. To me, where we are at this point in the season, Tennessee is a more complete team. They win the ball game. Well, you said I, that's your opinion. In my opinion, it doesn't really matter that I much. I think Tennessee too, but the more I think about it, and the more I hear everybody picking Tennessee, the more I become concerned with the fact that there's too many people getting high on this Tennessee team. I'm Alabama. almost kind of thinking like Alabama's gonna. Alabama's right gonna now, to give you some idea, yeah. and what I love about what he just made, the boys in the desert know, right? Yeah. The boys in the desert always know the opening line right now is Alabama minus seven. That's wow. a touchdown. Wow. All right. So, Rookie DC. Yep. We got a new segment. Like I said, we're doing segments now, right? This one is called What the Fuck? Boom. What the Fuck? And what that means is what's the What the Fuck moment from last weekend? Or it could be What the Fuck moment from anything. Your, your wife might have pissed you off. You can say that on here. You can do that as your what the fuck. You didn't tell care. me that. That's where mine goes every week. Well, there you go. This could be just guys in the bar bitching about their wives. You know, whatever you want it to be. So anyway, um, but we don't do that because we all love our wives. So let me, st- I'll start it off as the what the fuck. So Florida beat Mizzou 24-17 to on Saturday. Great game. I was there. Anthony Richardson threw for 66 yards, passing three for 11. Or there were three, the game? 66 yards yeah. passing, three for 11 third down efficiency, eight for 14 passing, one interception. It was just, you know, Billy Napier is not using him as a dual threat quarterback. He's hesitating on the run every time. He even when the coast is clear, he does not run the ball. I mean, what the fuck, Gators? <laughs> what the fuck? Anthony Richardson and Billy Napier need to put AR-15 back to work. Last season, he was AR-15. They take that name away from him, and he ain't playing the same. Oh, good gosh. Give me what a break. What the fuck? What the what fuck? The fu- Unleash the guy, man, or get rid of him. Either that, you know what I mean? What the fuck? That's my what the fuck moment. I'll let you think about yours while my man 
Ripper goes with his what the fuck. All right, this coming Saturday, two top ten teams are guaranteed to lose as Alabama goes to Knoxville and Penn State travels to the big house to play Michigan. However, not just two teams are going to lose in the top ten. I think five of the top ten teams are going to lose this weekend as USC loses in Utah, TCU beats Oklahoma State, and Florida State upsets Clemson. Now, now what that means is next week, that means a top ten UCLA team will play a potentially top ten Oregon team, and then a top ten TCU team will play a potentially top 15 Kansas State team. Now, remember that for my for my last call. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? All right, Who's I'll up? go ahead and let my man, the Rebel. Well, before I get there, I've had about three texts now going, guys, you should live stream the entire show. So, by the way, I think they liked it. All right, for that little, that, 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 that little tidbit going into this. Oh, so, great. again, as I have to keep this in mind unless we're going to change the name this is guys at the bar talking sports not football and i'm a football guy so that's mine there's your, your what the fuck is there another sport? no 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 this is my what the fuck what the fuck here's my what the fuck in today's world there's people making millions off of stats and the stats have gotten stupid this is the first time a man who has a yellow dog that lives in a brick house hit a home run it's getting ridiculous but sometimes the numbers are just really cool. They don't tell you anything. It's really cool. As we called last week on this show, Aaron Judge hit his 60-second home run as we were doing this show live. Congratulations to him. I'm, a, I'm not a Yankee fan, but I love Aaron Judge. What's really cool about that, at the end of that game, the record of the Yankees was 99-62. and 62. Aaron Judge wears 99 he hits 62 home runs, and it gets even better. It's 61 years since Roger Maris hit 61 home runs. What, what the, the fuck? Coincidence? Uh, I think not. <laughs> All right. Chopper, give me a what the fuck. All right, so I'm, I'm having a hard time uh, getting, and I'm not an Oklahoma fan, but getting over this Oklahoma-Texas game this past weekend and this 49 to nothing routing of Oklahoma. And, and, and just Oklahoma football as a whole? What the fuck, Oklahoma? Yeah. I mean, what, what is going is? on in Oklahoma? And you got a defensive coach. Well. That came and freaking stopped the run or stopped anything. I mean, have the players just given up on him? They have. They've given up. And why have they given up on him? He's a, yeah, have they? Well, or are they having to change the system? Or what's going they, on in they, Oklahoma? They, he talks a lot about his coaches. I mean. What the fuck, what Oklahoma? The fu- Oklahoma? What the fuck, Oklahoma? Rookie D.C. Yeah, i got to go all the way down to the bottom of the uh, the NCAA here and, and try to figure out why when um, when Dion went across the, the field <laughs> yeah. to shake hands with, oh, um, I, well, well, uh, I can't remember his name. Robinson. Robinson. Robinson, Robinson pushes him back. Yeah. And then they talk yeah. to Robinson after the fact, and Robinson's like, I'm the swack. He's not the swack, I'm the swack. No, he was talking about Whatever what Deion Sanders did at the beginning. That's no, but, right. he, but he still he said, said he, he was the up, conference. He said he didn't come up and say hi to him, and he walked around him. But did you see Deion's rebuttal in the interview? No. He basically yeah. said, we got there late, 
so I didn't get time to get out there. He says, my pregame tradition is I jog around the field. He had a rebuttal anyway, and then Dion went full Dion. If you haven't seen it, go look at it. Yeah. There's a last right. call. Yeah. It's a good time. Moral of the story is overthinkers are always overthinkers. Right? Overthinkers, and then he's no, trying the to take this story away. Is, the moral of this story is the swack. you got to do something to be yeah. relevant. You just got swacked. All right. Last <laughs> call is actually a section of the show. Let's do it. Let's do it. See, we got rid of the transitioner. You know, transitioner. No, that was tricky for a loud mouth like me. Yeah. We just started doing segments of the show, and we have, we even had her do a segment of the show, which is last call. She's the transition. Like so let's it. go ahead and transition over to. So what's our last call? Last call. Who are your top four at the end of the season? So listen. Six games into the season, we all kind of have a feel of who's going to be where, right? We all kind of have a general idea of what matchups are coming. We see how everyone's playing. We all called our top four at the beginning of the season, and some of those people are still there. Some of those people may not be there. I don't know. So my top four, right now I got Ohio State number one. Woo! Georgia number two. I think they go undefeated. I think they win the SEC East. And I hate to say that because Florida should be able to beat them in November. We'll see. I doubt that's going to happen. Number three, UCLA. Because they no, they have an easy. Listen, they have an easy road to a 12 and 0 season. And historically, Mine is like the epitome of you. <laughs> historically, if a Pac-12 team is 12 and 0 or 11 and 1, they can make it. And you can blame that for TV. Yeah, exactly. And then we got, and exactly. And then we have number four will be Clemson because they have an easy road to a national or to a top to a 12 and 0 season as well. Ripper. Your top four at the end of the season. Go. After six weeks of college football, my top four has yet to change. It has not changed. It has not changed. I am sticking with Ohio State. The Ohio State, Alabama, Oregon, and Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas State, baby. Not changing. Kansas State. All right. You got a shot. Give it to me. I'm going to give it a real real quick preface here. As I've told you all along, this is going to be the all the boys or utter chaos. And I'm about to – I think it's becoming utter chaos. It's becoming utter chaos. chaos. So, I'm going to give you the real quick utter chaos moment here. Number one is Ohio State gets in because Clemson down the stretch plays nobody. And Ohio State's going to run the table. Clemson has nothing to do with Ohio State. When they both are undefeated, Ohio State's going to get the nod for the stronger schedule and playing competition. They get in. Okay. Barely by number as number four. Okay, go just ahead. no. Go it's on. not no. I'm not putting it in order. Okay. I'm not putting. It, I'm saying if you got two teams that are undefeated. Three more go. The chaos. Tennessee beats Alabama. Georgia stumps their toe. I mean, Tennessee stumps their toe against Georgia. Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game to where you have three SEC teams in the top four with Ohio State. And I can tell you, all hell breaks loose at that point. That ain't happening. Go. (laughs) It's very possible, but I think Mississippi State does beat Alabama. So I'm going to say Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee, Clemson. Two from the east. Wow, all right. And Chopper, take it away, man. Who you got? Georgia, Alabama, 1-2. Y'all are going to hate me for this. 
I'm actually going Penn State. Penn State's gonna be no, Michigan. I love it. That's Penn a State, goal. Penn State is has to play Michigan and and Ohio State. Wow. Okay. I think I think this Penn State running back. I watched him against Auburn. I think he's a beast. So they may not put a lot of points, but they got the defense to stop I people. I think he's a beast. And they can put up. I I, I think I think you're gonna watch Penn State sneak in there. All right, number four. Who is it? Uh, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma, hey, they go undefeated. They're in for sure. All right, if hey. If you do that, you should gamble because if you hit that, you're going to win a lot of money. You're going to win a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you need to put, you need to put a dollar on that. you got to make it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, hey, thank everybody for listening. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, you need to. Also, if you want to buy us beer, at guys of the bar, at guys of the bar talking sports dot at Guys at the Bar talking sports on Venmo. Venmo. He's had oh, one too many on, beers. Guys, that was a lot of guys, I'll tell you this. Amongst ourselves, we've been saying that this has been one of the funnest weeks since we've been doing this for the Last. years. Just because of the action on Facebook and the fact that the people listening is increasing every week. We appreciate you. Thanks for all you're doing for us. And 859 now. Dude, it's common. We're going to hit 1,000 before we know it. 1,000 people in the Facebook group. Lots of listeners. And we go viral. Guys at the Bar talking sports. We out. Do you want to help support the show? Well, we're doing it for beer. So go ahead and buy us a beer. You can do that through Venmo at Guys of the Bar Talking Sports. And we'll look forward to drinking that beer on you. If you like the show and you want to help the guys grow the show, go ahead and go to your podcatcher and subscribe to the show. Then you could also write us a review and give us five stars. If you do that, it'll help us grow the show. You could also join our Facebook group, which allows you to have camaraderie with other sports fans all over the country. You might even get a free beer out of it. So go ahead and join that group as well. And then check out our Substack, which is guys of the bar talking sports.substack.com for weekly articles and the Ripper Report.